Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I'd like to say a happy belated birthday to Delilah Peanut Travis, who turned eight on September 5th. Happy birthday to Gabriella from Sydney, Australia, who is turning seven on September 12th. Happy birthday to Irene, who has a birthday on September 13th. Happy birthday to Charlotte from Gainesville, Florida, who turns nine on September 13th. Happy birthday to Grayson Gaines, who is turning one on September 13th. Happy birthday to Wesley from Gainesville, Florida, who is turning 12 on September 14th. Happy birthday to Naomi, who is turning five on September 14th. Happy birthday to Carter Mays, who is turning six on September 15th. Happy birthday to Frankie from Sant Anselmo, California, who is turning six on September 16th. And happy birthday to A.V. Wintertour from Switzerland, who has a birthday in late September. Happy birthday to you all. I hope you have a wonderful day. Shoutouts and birthday wishes are one way we give thanks to our supporters. If you would like to support us and receive more bedtime entertainment like this, all ad-free, please visit our support page at sleeptightstories.org support. Thank you. This is the second part of the Magical Book of Dreams. In the first part, Esther took a walk on the right side of the fork on her way home from school and came to a clearing where she found something. Esther ate some berries and carried home a locked book that she found in the clearing. She can't wait to open the book and see what is inside, but she doesn't have a key to open it. Esther searches around her room to find something to help her get the book open. She finally finds a hammer, and just as she gets the book open, her candle goes out, and it's too dark to see. The Magical Book of Dreams, Part 2 It took Esther a long time to get to sleep that night. Not getting to see what was printed in the book was disappointing, but not the cause of her difficulty sleeping. She just could not stop thinking about what information or stories might be contained within. It was exciting. Perhaps it contained maps to the world beyond, or a book of secret potions, or stories of the world outside her village. Or maybe it would tell her what happened to all the travelers that left to explore the other world, but did not return, including her father. Her mornings were always busy, so when she woke up that morning, she stuffed the large book into her bag 
to take to school with her. She should tell her mother about what she found, but she wanted to read some of it first. Time to get up, Squirt, Esther said to her little brother. You are off to junior school today. Can I use the wash basin first, he asked. Only if you can race me to it, Esther replied. She let him win. After they washed up and put on some clean clothes for the day, they joined their mother in the kitchen, where she was already preparing breakfast. You look tired this morning, Esther. Didn't sleep well? Her mother asked. I slept okay. It just took me a while to get to sleep. Well, try to get to bed a bit earlier tonight and you should be right as rain tomorrow. Help me pour some of this hot goat's milk for your brother. Hot milk was one of their favorite morning drinks. Do you need any help preparing the rest of breakfast, mother? Esther felt a bit guilty that her mother had to do it all herself. Thank you, dear, but it's an easy breakfast this morning. Our neighbor Kira dropped off some hard bread and cheese last night, which should be enough for you and your little brother. Why don't you grab some of that gooseberry jam in the cupboard to add to your bread and cheese? Here, have some jam, Squirt, Esther said as she poured a spoonful of jam on her brother's crunchy bread. Eat quickly, you two. You don't want to be late for school. School, school, school. Can't I just spend the day working around the house? You mean playing around the house, Esther said. Let's not argue about the importance of school this morning. I won't stand having anyone under my roof that doesn't have at least a basic understanding of the world, Esther's mother said with a bit of frustration. Eat your breakfast, Squirt. We have to leave soon, Esther said quietly to interrupt her brother from saying what he usually says in these discussions. The school day seemed to drag on and on. It was agonizingly slow. Will this day ever end, Esther thought? She wanted desperately to find a place where she could sit undisturbed to read the book that lay in her school bag. Esther was a good student, but she was prone to daydreaming, always looking out the window, thinking of what existed outside the confines of their village. Most of her classmates were different, her close friends too. Shirewood was a safe place with all that everyone ever needed. Other than some slow growth, it had remained largely unchanged for hundreds of years. People liked it that way, and stories from the mystical forest and beyond were met with amazement. Amazement that anyone would want to live in a place that had so many moving about so quickly. Finally, the end of the school day came, and Esther quickly got up to race out the door. 
This was the day that she often met Dobby and Winky after school to hang out and joke around. But she wanted to race out of the schoolhouse before they saw her so that she wouldn't have to explain where she was going. She wanted time to start reading her book. And they would want to hand the book over to the headmaster before she had a chance to look at it first. Esther, called the headmaster as she was quickly leaving the classroom. Oh, please don't make me stay after class today, Esther thought. Yes, headmaster? You forgot to bring samples of the plants you grew over the summer. Don't forget to bring them tomorrow. You have a reputation for being a good gardener, and we would all love to see your results. Oh, I'm very sorry, Headmaster. I won't forget to bring them to school tomorrow. Good. Off you go, then, the Headmaster said, as she herself packed up for the day. Esther raced out of the school just before her friends and ran along the path to her home. Once she was clear of the school, she slowed down and walked. If the villagers saw her running, they would ask her questions out of concern. And Esther couldn't run much more anyways. Wow, I should put more effort into running. I'm out of breath she said out loud, panting. The most private place she knew in the village was the place where she had found the book, the resting area with all the stone benches. As she came to that same fork in the path after a short walk, she hesitated, but continued on the right, walking along the unused route until she came to the clearing. Looking again at the sun in the sky, she said to herself, I don't have much time before I must leave for home. She carefully opened the book to reveal a loose handwritten note that fell to the ground. The first page after was a beautiful color sketch of a castle at the edge of a forest. I wonder if this is one of the many castles near the mystical forest, she thought. She was eager to continue, but she first picked up the paper that fell to the ground. It was filled with writing in a script that was hard for her to understand. She started by reading aloud. This forced her to slow down, which she thought might help her understand the words easier. At least it did when she had to read those hard texts her headmaster gave her to read. My name is Gimble, and I am from an island called Isle Dore, far off the coast from the fishing villages of the kingdom. If you are reading this, I have either given you this book as a gift, or it has been lost, or I have had the misfortune of falling into a state that won't allow me to continue carrying it on my way. At the point of this writing, I have been traveling for what must be at least five turns around the sun. It has been a wonderful time full of adventure, sometimes hardships, 
and the good fortune of seeing the wonderful beings that inhabit all of the greater kingdom. The kingdom is a beautiful and magical place. From the start of my journeys, I have kept a diary, a collection of my own stories and the stories of others. A collection of the dreams of travelers of all kinds. Travelers who wish to see all of the kingdom and the mysterious world beyond. I call this book my book of dreams, as the travelers I have met, though different they may look, all share the same dream. The dream of exploring the world and meeting those who live in it. I wrote this so that their experiences, along with my own, will not be lost, and as a record of my time away from my home. To you, dear reader, I ask that you forgive my script. I'm afraid my studies on Isle Doré were far too short, and I spent most of my time thinking of things other than my studies. Yours in adventure, Gimble of Isle Doré. Turning the paper over, she saw the author's signature and a date from over a hundred years past. Esther's heart sank. Deep down, she had hoped that the book would contain news of her father, no matter how far-fetched that may be. But if this book is from the same time as the note, then it came far, far before her father left on his adventure. Setting the paper back inside the book, she carefully leafed through all the pages to see a voluminous amount of text and sketches that over time seemed to improve in quality and clarity. The sketch of the castle at the front caught her eye, and the caption read, White Castle at the Edge of the Mystical Forest. The White Castle's four round towers had flags at the top and small slit-like windows with colored glass. It was all barely visible atop of the forest from where the sketch was made. The white of the castle, the green of the trees, and the colorful flowers were just as Esther had imagined it whenever she had been told stories of the mystical forest and the kingdom. Esther turned the page to read the first entry, but she looked at the sun and realized that it was time to go. Her mother would be expecting her, and she didn't want her to worry. Perhaps she would find time tonight or tomorrow to read the next page. Before she left, her stomach made noises that told her that some more of those delicious berries would taste great again. She picked a handful, ate a few, and carried the rest to eat as she walked along the stone side path to home. Arriving at home, her mother was busy cleaning some of the animals before putting them back in their pens. Esther went into the house and dropped her bag with the book in it in her room 
before coming out to help her mother. How was school today? Her mother asked. Ah, it was nothing exciting. Just the headmaster droning on and on and on. Esther replied. You do so well in school, Esther. You should be more enthusiastic about your studies. I have to bring in some samples of the plants in our garden tomorrow. That will at least make for a more interesting class. The rest has not been at all interesting. You love to grow things, but there are other things you can do with your mind other than staring out the window at school, her mother said. Did the headmaster send a note home? Esther asked, somewhat alarmed. No, but I am your mother, and I know you well. Go into the house and wash your hands so you can help set the table. I'll finish up here. Okay, mother. And wash your face, her mother yelled as Esther walked away. She had noticed the berry juice around Esther's face again. And that's the end of this part. Good night. Sleep tight.